Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. Alright, are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Are you though? Oh, I'm ready, dude. Well, I've been thinking a lot about it. I don't know if I'm angry, but I'm not angry. We'll we'll get to it. We'll we'll see. It's there, but you know. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Nostalgia Test Podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA, and I'm here with my friend and co-host Manny Coelho there in New York. Manny, what's up? What's going on, Dan? How party on? Yeah, party, party on, dude. Party on, and party, I, I think party. I think like we're repeating. I feel like it's almost deja vu, right? Wasn't that used in the last? If you hadn't haven't heard the last episode, party, party on, on has been a contentious uh, catchphrase, and we're gonna get into that. Uh, but yeah. it's been a pattern here. I think in the nineties, uh, partying, you know, partying, a lot of party, party on, dude. Yeah, party on, dude. And today we are doing. I would say out of all the episodes so far, probably the the most notable besides Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, do you think? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Bill and Ted was... Yeah, Bill I mean, Ted. this one's definitely, I think, more notable. Yeah, and, and if, to let everyone know, we are talking about the 1992 American comedy, Wayne's World. Wayne's World, body time, excellent. I mean, I know... <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing. Like you see, like I hear Wayne's World, and I think there are things about Wayne's World that immediately I think about, and it makes me happy, and I smile. Yeah. Then I sat and watched the movie, and um, kind of don't know what's happening. But I mean, first impressions, man. Before I even get into any facts. facts. Before you get into your facts, I just want um, first my first impression. I actually liked it more than I remembered. Mm. I remember not. Li- I mean, I liked this movie back in the day. But I wasn't in love with it. Okay, I wasn't like, quote, I quoted like three of the things like the Wayne's World or Party On or Not. Like Not <laughs> was a big thing, remember? Like yeah, you say absolutely. something like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. Not, like that came from, that's what I remembered, right? Yeah. But I actually enjoyed it. I actually watched this back to back with Bill and Ted. And for some reason, I enjoyed this more, even mm. though it was sketch after sketch after sketch after sketch. There was nothing. This movie was just like an ADD heaven. Oh, there was nothing to anchor yourself to in this film. Nothing oh. at all. I mean, I had no, not, nothing and nothing. And I think that's what bothered me probably so much that like I had no, there was no world. There was nothing. There, I, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, suspend your belief at all. You're like, this is nothing. This is every cut is suspend uh, my belief. I think they needed to suspend, not like unsuspend their belief that there was a world around them. It was like they lived in a dome. I have no idea how this even came about. But just a few facts before, <laughs> before we're already there. We're, we're there. We're already yeah. in it. But uh, Wayne's World, uh, from the Wikipedia page, is a 1992 American comedy film directed by Penelope Spheris, produced by Lorne Michaels, and written by Mike Myers alongside Bonnie and Terry Turner. 
Based on a Saturday Night Live sketch of the same name, it stars Myers in his feature film debut as Wayne Campbell and Dana Carvey as Garth Algar, respectively, a pair of rock music fans who broadcast a public access television show. It also features, and this is what's crazy, it features probably the craziest amount of, character, uh, of actors of all time. Tia Carrere, Rob Lowe, Laura Flynn Boyle, Brian Doyle Murray, Chris Farley, Ed O'Neill, uh, Ioni Skye, Meatloaf, and Alice Cooper. And also Packed. one of my favorite characters. I mean, and one of my favorite actors, I'm just going to give him a shout out. Uh, Lee Turgeson, uh, Turgeson from Oz, who, uh, you know, Tobias yes. Beecher from Oz. <laughs> yes. it, which It's so hard to see him in anything else because he's literally just, to me, Tobias Beecher from Oz. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, he was in the background in one of the most famous scenes in this movie. Oh, so, like I'm, I mean, he's there. He's in a dude. lot of this. He's, he's in, in a lot, lot of it. And he does one of my favorite things, the countdown, when he was like three. And it, like, they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The hand job? Oh, my God, everything. But like, okay, so there we go. That's Wayne's World. Oh, wait, we, one of my favorite parts about uh, doing the Funny, facts. Money, money, money yeah. facts. So Come the on. budget of Wayne's World was $20 million, which, you know, blows uh, Bill and Ted's budget out of the water. And it's obvious because this is a Saturday Night Live film. I mean, this is uh, probably the most, I think they said, the, the most successful film out of a Saturday Night Live sketch and, and so on and so forth. So you have $20 million budget. And it made $183.1 million. That Dude, means- still one of the highest grossing, if not, I, think, I believe the highest grossing SNL film based on a sketch. And also I heard it, it didn't even take that long. Like this was filmed in like 30 something days, yeah, 36 30, days. 30, 34 days. 34 days. It was Can filmed. you imagine that? 34 days? The director was like, if they wanted to improvise something, they're like, if it could be done in 26 seconds, we could do it. Like, go ahead. They like they only shot things like two or three takes. Oh my god, that is crazy! Some of my favorite people in this film: uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, who you know was coming out of uh, Twin Peaks, which I love that show, Um, and those movies. So yeah, and she was one of the funniest people. I would have to say the one the obsessed the the obsessed girl. Yeah, the ex girlfriend. She definitely, to me, was one of the funniest characters in the film. Like anytime I saw her, I was like, "All right, something really hilarious is going to happen here." I was really happy that to have her in that film, but. On top of that, the film was nuts. Nuts. Like, absolutely. Like Everywhere. Go, going back to what we said, like... Non-stop. To me, it was not even anchored in a reality. Because if they show the end of one show in the beginning of the film, it starts there on, you know, where we see Rob Lowe and Rob Lowe's watching. What's funny is, like, this public access show is huge. Huge. Now, have you ever watched public access television? No. Me neither. No, I, I'll, I'll take that back. I've flipped through mm-hmm. and like watched like 10 seconds of it. And I'm like, yep, not watching this. Yeah. Like, but apparently this thing was being watched everywhere. What were they trying to compare this thing to? I don't know. But apparently everyone loved it. Everybody loved it. And they loved it so much that apparent, uh, like Rob Lowe saw it. I mean, you know, we'll get to what Rob Lowe is. I mean, spoilers ahead. <laughs> but I mean... The he's insane. This guy, his whole character is so weird. But like, they, he saw this as a. You know, it was the first time he was in a in a comedy. Yeah, he wasn't. You know, he was part of the the Brat Pack. That's right. So like, this was like out of his comfort zone uh, yeah. to be this way. 
But yet, fast forward to like recently, he was in mm. Parks and Rec. But he also did uh, Tommy Boy. Oh, I mean, he was great in Tommy Boy. Yeah. Amazing. So I think no, this, this kicked it off. Like this made him yeah. get out of his comfort zone and kind of be like that good looking guy who's supposed to be serious, but he plays like, he, he his comedy was his awkwardness is I guess his comedy. I don't know. It was good. He oh, laughs funny. at himself. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a funny version of Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Like at some point I thought he had like a closet full of like dead hookers yeah. or something like he freaked me out at some point his apartment was too clean and he had so many pleats in his pants um, it, was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy but like what was weird again he saw this public access show in the basement while he was like with this random chick yeah who never comes right. back she's gone never, you never, never see her again no, no that's what i mean you never, never see her again no he probably killed her um <laughs> <laughs> this movie is actually the making of american psycho yeah this is the behind the scenes of american psycho he's actually dreaming that's why you can't <laughs> you can't really find this world because it's in his head yeah like oh. he made this all up dude okay this imagine world this. only exists in Rob Lowe's character's head. Imagine that. Imagine like you watch after he's like, decapitated this one girl. <laughs> At the end of he was upset about because he was upset about somebody's business card having better paper. So he yeah. went home, took a nap. For some reason, he imagined himself in this world. End of the podcast. End of here. <laughs> Rob Lowe's Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Pablo's Patrick Bateman in a dream man. Oh and my this is god! This is he was dreaming uh, the whole time. I wish we because had a huge did... audience right now. Hey, someone cut us a commercial where Pablo's Patrick Bateman, <laughs> American Psycho, and and you just like open up to the next scene where he's about to like, you know, chainsaw some girl. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it would work at the end of this movie if you fast forward to the movie. Like, oh, because there's no endings there were. This film. Yeah, it's there like, isn't. It no, ends weirdly. It yeah. ends so weirdly. It so, like, like ends and it's just like, oh, we didn't like that one, so here's another <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my god! They can literally put this movie in American Psycho. Like, just put it in. Just plop <laughs> yeah. it in. I guess what Patrick Bateman's doing push-ups and he's watching. <laughs> He's watching Wayne's World, and he imagines himself to be Rob Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just wanted more pleats. <laughs> more pleats. Mm -hmm. Oh, my and God. Raised print. Oh, okay. my God. So that was Rob Lowe's character. <laughs> we need... So he's supposed to play like a producer, right? He's kind of like a Lauren Michaels. Yeah, he's, he's like a producer for a, a TV show. A TV? Well, actually, I don't know, right? Because like... For some reason, his boss is this guy who makes arcades games, has arcades. No. He's a marketing. <laughs> who, what is Rob Lowe's do for a living? What is Rob Lowe's character? What does he do? He is a, uh, he works for a firm that markets for things. And okay. He does marketing for uh, a marketing firm. And one of his clients are, is an arcade guy. Mm, right. Yeah. There's a local arcade near where Wayne's World is publicly accessed. 
<laughs> all right, now that's completed. We figured out this is all for the Ooh. local arcade. How much was this local arcade paying Rob Lowe? That's what I want to know. How much money could they have actually had? How could that have been? For, okay, the okay, yeah. I don't I have no idea. I love his friend. I mean, his his uh, partner there. Uh, oh, another him. amazing uh, Kurt Fuller, another amazing actor. Oh my God, he was uh, great in this. Oh he yeah, was wasn't he the bad guy in Ghostbusters too? He was like the guy who yes. sent them to Jared, like sent them to a psych ward in Ghostbusters too. He was in. Another great movie, No Holds Barred, where he was, he was, like, he was like a maniac in that film. But yeah, I guess you're right. They work for like some sort of advertising firm who their client is Brian Doyle Murray, a famous bad guy from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And he has an arcade company where they have arcades in malls, which don't exist anymore, really. And um, they found this show, Wayne's World to then use to advertise the arcades on i guess that's it yes, right because it's going to appeal to the kids but then watch that show okay who happen to be 25 year olds playing high school are they in high school okay this is another question how old are wayne and garth supposed to be because they both still live with their parents who don't ever show up no so wayne lives at his parents house but do they drink at all <laughs> i don't know I forget no, no, they hang out in that donut shop. That's it. Yeah. But that donut shop has alcohol in it, I believe. I, or maybe I I'm just making that up. <laughs> that that I donut wa- shop. I wanted like... to have that because yeah. I feel bad for Al Bundy. Um, oh my God, he's a maniac in this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Because the next scene after they do their I show. I think they're supposed to be like just out of high school. Really? Yeah, I think they're supposed to be just out of high school. They didn't go to college. Because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're high school kids. Maybe they're seniors. But they never talk about being in school. They don't talk about doing anything. They don't go to school. They, they play no, hockey. But, but they have a license. So yeah. at least we know they drive. So they're a driving age, which I have no 17, idea. 1992. 17. Be, yeah. I don't know. 15. I don't know. <sighs> they this- look like they're 25. Yeah, so I'm going to say they... 21. Yeah. 20. <laughs> I'm going to say they're close. Throwing to numbers out there. 25. Are they, I think they can't be any younger than 25. There's no way. We're going to say that. Yeah, that's how what I say. And then they live at home. We never meet... So they're 20. <laughs> and that makes... What? Does that make Rob Lowe what? 25. He went to college. <laughs> He's 25. And Wayne and he Garth actually are 20? Took he actually took Flanagan's job at a marketing firm because he, <laughs> he like went him. to college. He literally looks like Brian Flanagan from Cocktail. Like he looks like if he graduated business school. <laughs> if he didn't go to Coughlin at the yeah. DJ on Friday at the crossroads of Cocktail, like Brian Flanagan went this way. Rob Lowe's character went that way. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Okay, so, back on track. So they live at home. Wayne has okay. First of all, what is it? Wait, I don't know it, if so, we go back from the front to the end of this movie. It's out of hand. There no, is no beginning. All, there is so no end. Hand. There is this, no this middle This podcast this is out of hand because we, I don't even know where we are right here. We are still, at, we are still five minutes into the film. Five to seven <laughs> okay. minutes into the film. I, I need to get up for a second and turn on the AC because it's extremely hot right now. So hold on. Hold on. 
So Wayne Campbell, what is it? So in the synopsis, what does it say? Doesn't it say what the, how old they are? Oh, and like the info and the facts. Yeah. Uh, let's see, because like th- th- if this, this is, this is going to be a thing. Cause I feel like I'm looking. I need to know this answer. I'm looking. I, it, he just lives with his parents in Aurora, Illinois, spends his free time. I like how it says free time, quote, partying with his friends. Yeah, they, they don't tell me on Wikipedia how old these two characters are. That's, I think they're supposed to just be like... Ageless? You know. Yeah, ageless. <laughs> Dude, it's a dream world. doesn't matter. Well, well, it is kind of like a dream world. Because think about the trajectory of what happens. They do that one episode. Rob Lowe sees him. He says, this is a great opportunity for me to steal some intellectual property and make some money, right? Next scene, Did- they leave. They get in a car immediately that bohemian rhapsody thing happens which which i never thought happened in the beginning of the film no i don't remember that i felt the same way and i was like i thought that that part of the film happened like way later in the film i did not remember that it was within five minutes of him explaining that he lives at his parents house and he does this show and like says the quote about like you know oh doing the Wayne's world for you know getting paid yeah when monkeys fly out of my butt and then like all of a sudden they're in the car and they're going to pick up their drunken friend who's well always drunk dude that has guy, alcohol poisoning that guy looked like a heroin addict like bro that guy i was concerned for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was totally concerned when i was a kid i had no idea what was going on i thought oh that guy's just drunk i guess or whatever now as it like as an adult i saw that i was like i'm concerned for that guy he was just on a bus stop bench like he was just on a bench in the middle of illinois somewhere and they saw him and they picked this guy up yeah and they're just fine with having this dude who just is like whatever could you imagine being that guy though and then having to be in the car you're in the middle of the back seat right? You're not even, you're not, they're not even nice enough to let that guy sit in the front near an open window. They're like, all right, no. you're fucked up. We're putting you in the middle in the back seat, and we're going to blast queen in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to get out. There's a part where he like, he's like, please let me out. Basically, instead of like figure out, he's like, I want to throw up. Like he <laughs> wants to throw up. He wants out of that they're forcing. They're forcing this guy to stand around they, they don't hear him they don't want to hear him at all no. you know they're in their own world wayne is trying to hide his canadian accent like the entire time i mean like i would say like most of the time during this movie mike myers is like doing an impersonation of an american because like his canadian accent comes out so many times i was like whoa, whoa wait a second and then he goes back into being wayne and then he says something and it's like this weird canadian thing and i'm like he is not on top of that like, but it was so weird to like to for them to kind of put that queen thing right in the beginning because that's the most iconic scene in the entire film. Like that, bro. You know what that did for for Queen's album sales? Oh, it, they blew up. They shot back up to number two. That's in the billboard hand. in the billboards after that movie. Wow! Because of that. Wow! Crazy. But think about it. Think about how like that scene in 1992 then spawned for <laughs> years afterwards when we started having parties and how many times 
we sang that entire song. Entire song. Better than Wayne and Garth, because oh, they didn't know the words. Oh, way better. If you watch Garth, doesn't Never know the words. No, Dana no. Carvey did not know the words of that song. He didn't take the time to do it. He didn't think it was going to be that big of a thing. No. They didn't even like doing it because they had to drive while they were doing it, and they actually didn't like it. But, but Myers wanted to put it in there because it reminded him of, like, headbanging, like, yeah. with their friends driving. Dude, that spawned so many times of us, like, being at parties singing that song. Like, yeah. we were at a wedding. Shout out to Duck. We were, quack, and we, like, basically... Quack, quack. Quack, quack. We took over the wedding by singing Bohemian. Like, it was playing, and we acapella the whole thing. Oh, my God. Acapella. All Dude, because uh, of this movie, if you think about it. Yeah, there's no way that if this movie didn't come out that that wouldn't be happening in parties across Long Island, um, oh. where, like... We people would just get up and start singing that song. That song had become so big and iconic that, and it's a long song. You know, that's Bro, a it was it was a known song, but not to our generation like it was. No. Like unless you had a dad who was like, or parents who were like really into Queen and constantly playing Queen all the time. Yeah. I don't remember listening to that song until I saw this movie. No, not at all. Not at 1992. I mean, 92, you have Nirvana, you had like grunge. And then all yeah. of a sudden, Bohemian Rhapsody becomes like the biggest song on the planet. And then all of a sudden, you're listening to Queen's greatest hits. Yeah, now the, one of the greatest. <laughs> yeah, greatest album of all time. But now Queen is relevant again. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that scene happens so quickly. And then in the middle of that, or before or after that, they stop and Wayne looks at that guitar. They're basically setting up everything in the film on that drive. Yes. You know, from Rob Lowe to the show to then. Well, yeah. He's basically, he starts off with what I really love is to do Wayne's World for a living. It might happen. Yeah. And monkeys will fly out of my butt. They do that. The Be Me and Rhapsody. And yeah. they, look at, they look at the guitar and they're like, I will have her. Yeah. I forget exactly what the quote is, but. That's basically what he's looking to do is have enough money to buy, get this guitar. Yeah, right. get that guitar. And then do they end up at the donut shop right away or that insane club? Uh, wow. I think they're going to the club and then they end up, you know, wait. No, they go to, that, they go to the donut shop first. So they end up, they drive all the way to this weird donut shop or diner. Is that where they picked up the friend? That might have been was where they picked outside up another Outside of the donut shop. It's no, possible. no, 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 no. They just went there. Okay. They do things with no reason to do them. They just do stuff. These two guys who don't change their clothing throughout the entire film and Never. days go by. I mean, the time passes and these guys are in the same clothing, like, like they're cartoons. Yes. Like cartoon. Like you're right. It man. actually is shot like a cartoon. Yeah. Which was why it was so annoying because it was a 95 minute cartoon, bro. I was just like, why is any of this happening? I was it waiting was like for an anvil to fall on someone. Yeah, it was a cartoon because you basically every scene was just a new sketch. It was just a new joke. It was yeah. a new setup punchline, setup punchline, especially like, you know, Wayne's like humor. Yeah. Definitely like a cartoon. Yeah. But like, think they went to the donut shop. That was a whole scene. And then Ed O'Neill has his insane psychopath like monologue he's a maniac in this movie it's almost like he killed his family from married with children ran away and then like got this job in illinois to like run this diner 
<laughs> yeah. And he's like, there. Everyone's a murderer in this film, <laughs> running away from some crime, and they're all in this town. <laughs> but like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and he's in there. He gets he gets a two camera narration. Everyone gets weird two camera narrations. Mike Myers, Garth, Ed O'Neill. I think Rob Lowe does a two camera shot as well, like just looking straight down the barrel of the camera. Everyone. Oh, gets fourth wall was broken down right away. Oh my god! And I'm like, okay, I get why, I get it. But one thing that annoyed me, the main thing that annoyed me about this whole film was you never return to actual Wayne's world. The show of Wayne's World means nothing to this entire film. You see a little bit of it, then another little bit of it, and then another little bit of it at the end, and that's it. Everything else is just other stuff. Like the actual reason why this whole movie was created is so ancillary to the entire to the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm here to see Wayne's World. And they're like, nah, bro, we're gonna go to this club. Then we're gonna go to like. Tia Carrere's weird apartment, like warehouse. What was that scene? <laughs> She's living in a where an operational warehouse. It looked like it looked like there was a loading dock where they were like bringing some sort of product in. Her and bed she was, living was in like the back. in this middle of the. Her bed looked like it was like a White Snake album video yeah. that was left alone, and she was like, "I'm just gonna sleep here." Yeah, she like, had no. She had no money. She, she hadn't gone signed yet. She's like 22, maybe. I don't know. She might be 17. We still don't know what these people's ages are. No, no. She's living in squalor, just like April O'Neil. Okay, we don't know, but she happened to <laughs> take over a warehouse where White Snake was video. Yeah, yeah. It was like they shot the White Snake video. She might have been in it, and they're like, all right, let's break all this down and throw it in the garbage. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I'll take it. I'll just just leave it. I'll I'll clean up. And instead of cleaning up, she set roots down and she's like got a mailing address and she, and she lives there. But during the day, they're like loading. I don't know what like product on a loading dock sometime somewhere outside this warehouse. And like Wayne goes there to like be with her. What a weirdo. The cool thing about Tia Carrera though, uh, and her whole part, she sang all those songs and she wrote original music all those songs are pretty much all the original music that like i had no idea what they were she wrote them really yeah those are oh, all wow. her songs almost so she wrote all that music she wrote the lyrics she sang those songs so the, actually like that was an amazing performance but i was just i was just baffled by like where she lived no one had a real home except for <laughs> rob Lowe. well wayne had a real real home but that basement was a pretty big basement. That basement reminded me of the, that 70s show basement. Yeah, yeah. Because it took forever to walk down the stairs. Forever. Like, it was like a very long stairwell. Yeah, it was a very long stairwell, but we never go back there. It's no, the because most then, then Rob Lowe makes, like, the set. You know, he, like, makes Wayne World into a set. Right. But no, I we go wanna... back there. We go back there, like, at the end of the movie. Yeah, for two seconds, like, you know, and then some weird mafioso comes in there and like, you know. It's like, I still don't know how, how the, the movie was that, well, I mean, the show was that funny, though. Like, we only saw. It was bad. It Let's was bad. be honest. If you saw that shit on television, you would be like, what is this garbage? Like, how is this a show? You know what I mean? Like, but like, you need that. You need Bill and Ted. You need Wayne's World to then have Beavis and Butthead, I think. But 
you'd never go back to this basement. It's the most iconic basement in the entire thing. And it's where the sketch from SNL is. It's, it's, it's everything. And yet we only see it three times, like very quickly. It was so weird to me. I, I didn't understand why I wasn't watching more in the basement. You know what I mean? Because the show sucked. Because there was one part, remember, they're like, we're in Delaware. We're in Delaware. That I remember being funny. Like, Delaware. <laughs> I'm in Delaware. Like, there are jokes in this movie that made me laugh. Like, that stuff. But um, some of this other stuff was just crazy. So, where are we? All right. So, basically, we're nowhere. Because... <laughs> We're as, as mumbled and jumbled as this movie is. Movie. I think we're I think we're at the so he's at the donut shop. His right. friend I guess they're getting trying to sober up their friend who does he have a name? No, I don't know what his name is. And in fact, this is where we see Garth's obsession, that girl, that blonde girl. Oh, and then you get the swing, swing. Yeah, yeah, Garth swing, is which by the way is annoying. Totally annoying. I was like, this this movie is these two guys walking around with boners the entire time. And Garth is a stalker. He scares me. There's something behind the eyes of Garth. Like, he's another serial killer. I feel like him and Rob Lowe Lowe are just serial killers in this film. And Mike Myers is like a a doofus walking around. You know, hey, I'm Wayne. And then it's like, Garth is just like, hey. And then looking at things and just like being like, you know, at night, he just stays out all night and just, like, you know, hunts people. Yeah, and he thinks about Bugs Bunny if Bugs Bunny was a girl. What the hell was that? Do you know that was improvised? Yeah, that that was improvised. That whole thing of them being on the, the hood of the car yeah. is, like, a, the last shot of the film, that like, when they were filming, and she was, like, just do whatever you want, and, like, that was improvised. And it was, pretty, it was pretty funny. Because he that, was like, yeah, no, I never thought of that. that did, you, a, did you ever do anything like that? Watch the planes like that? No, but I've seen that shot many of times. Right? I do watch planes. I like planes. I like travel. I see, but I've ne- and I live by an airport. But like, I've never, first of all, no one could get that close to an airport. No, no. Not nowadays. No. If you stop your car that close, no. that you'd be able to just hang out and look up, you would get arrested. You would be too close to an airport like that. Yeah, they'd be like, why are you over here? Yeah. Like, I've seen that a lot in, like, movie shot in L.A. Yeah. How close are you getting to the lax? Come on. You are not to the lax. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you don't want to be that close to the lax. No. Because it is gross. And plus, why do you want to be under a plane? There are just fumes. It's just fumes and like, you know, sewage. It's gross. Your eardrums are blowing up. Yeah, you'd be, you might die. Like, that would be a terrible thing to do. Like, but that, but I see that shot all the time. You're right. It's just so weird. Like, we could just talk about anything random. I mean, think about that club they went to where they first meet Tia Carrera, right? Like, they go to this club, there's fire shooting out of the roof of this club. Right? Yeah. Meatloaf is the bouncer. Of course. He yeah. has a couple lines, and then that's the end of Meatloaf. I mean, like, there's a $20 million budget on this film, and literally it's spent all on these cameos, right? Cameos, and but there's a lot of product placement. Holy shit, dude. I love that they make fun of the product placement yeah. in the movie. They had to. They had to. They had to, because it was 
it was flagrant it was ridiculous every two seconds it was just like out of hand oh but it like, was everywhere yeah there's a scene and it was that... a, they didn't even hide it oh no not at all. It was like, you know, when they like can Ghostbusters when they open the refrigerator and it's like the Coke can is right there. It's just like, yeah, it's like facing it perfectly. Cause you know, in life, the everybody sits there and faces their, uh, their kitchen. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's how, that's what my refrigerator looks like. Every product <laughs> is just on. It's like you're remembering like working at CVS and you're like, gotta face the kitchen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I go in there, I bring everything up, you know, like, you know, everything up. <laughs> You don't have to reach in for anything. No, you don't have to reach in. Everything comes up, you know, and I label everything. You have a everything. sign behind it. It's like, please ask manager to order more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, do you want a rain check? What the hell is that? Does anyone know what a rain check is anymore? Yeah, what is that? Useless. Can I get a rain check? Yeah. Is that know like a real thing? I wrote so many of them for canned mushrooms when people were buying them from Walgreens. No, you wrote rain checks? A ton of them. Wait, that was a real thing? Yeah, people would come in. If we didn't have the sale item, they would ask for a rain check. And then you'd ask how many they wanted. And they're like, oh, I want 20. So they, so they come in next whenever it was back and not on sale, buy 20 of them and get, and ha- and get the sale price. Because they had the rain check. Right. What did the rain check look like? This is a piece of paper. With like some Why was it called things. rain check? Because you know how people go, oh, you want to go out for lunch? I'll take a rain check. Meaning like, we'll do some other time. It's like, I'll get okay. this some other time. Oh, I thought it was... I thought it was like like saving for a rainy day. No. It all probably what? ties into it. <laughs> well, it's rain check. Yeah, I don't know. Bro, I don't know. <laughs> so they go to that dumb club. I didn't club. know that that was the real thing. You were, you were like issuing rain checks to people? Yeah. No, dude, the first time I ever, I've never heard that, actually be, that phrase actually being used. Like I've heard it being used, but I thought it was like a figure of speech. You're saying that that actually had you like somebody actually used the said it and you actually did something, dude. You have and no produced clue. a rain check every time there was sales at like Walgreens or CVS where I, where I would work. Um, not now, but when I used to work in these <laughs> horrible places, I'm not. I ho- I hate these places. Anyway, <laughs> just making sure our fans know. Yeah, shout out to Matt Airy. You don't, you don't work there. <laughs> Don't, don't work there. But if you, if a customer comes in and you had a sale item, like we had ridiculous sales. If anyone in here is listening, do not go to your drugstore to buy food items, like canned stuff. But we'd have sale on like canned mushrooms. So I'll never forget this. And people would buy them. And if it was out, then people would get a rain check for those, for those things. Or like Jello. Like they would love to get like a sale on Jello and then buy 150 of them or something like a maniac. And, oh, we don't have any more. And they get a rain check and like, oh, let me have, oh, I want 25. It's like, what? So you just write the rain check and get them out. Mine is blown. Rain and then if that, real. But those rain checks could never, if the, if the item was discontinued, which happened a lot, then that rain check was useless. Oh. That's God. Right. That's All right. right. Yeah. So it's, Cool. Yeah. Rain Welcome check. back to the episode, everybody. Uh, <laughs> All right. Where are we now? Okay. So we're back at the. You like this movie? This is what I'm talking about. We just had a discussion on rain checks. I don't uh, know if pa- I like this movie. Patrick Bateman. I, I thought uh, it was funny, as in, like, it was just dumb. Like, the movie was just, it was useless, right? It was just funny punchlines or awkwardly funny. Well, Let's talk Almost about not supposed to be funny, but funny because it wasn't funny. Right. 
like funny. that scene where Garth, they're in that like weird club, right? They're going to see a band. Tia Carrera's band is there. And Garth. Oh, God. Cattle yeah. prods a person. Yo, he killed someone. <laughs> yeah. He killed that guy. He killed, he killed, the killed guy. that person. And it's them. supposed to be a First joke. All, I was like, yeah, but Garth, he murdered that person. Murdered him. Yeah, and nothing happened. He murdered that guy. In fact, Tia Carrera, she killed someone, I think, in this film, too. Didn't she, like, beat some guy up in that club? Yeah, she pun- she she karate'd kung fu or something. <laughs> she karate'd. <laughs> she, she beat she the shit out, some out of some skills, guy and man. I think killed him. Um, Garth killed somebody. Yeah, Garth definitely killed that guy. First of all, what was he carrying? Like, a battery pack? Okay, so... And why he, does he have that in his truck? It looks like a cattle prod. It looked like a thing that you kill like cows with before, like you shock them before you like, you know, slaughter yeah. them. Yeah. So he did that to that dude. He cattle prod that guy and he killed him. Killed him. And that then was just like, next scene. That reminded That's me it. of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the guy <laughs> getting electrocuted. It was oh a big thing God, in the 90s. Act. That's what they yeah. did. Electrocution yeah. deaths. Yeah. Electrocution deaths happen, but subtly. Right. It happens. It happens subtly. But it's like he killed him. And it's like, oh, next scene. Next scene. Next scene. Again, this is a cartoon. It was crazy. Because you just forget about it. Like in cartoons, no one, everyone's ageless. Like how old is Bart Simpson? Tell me. How old is, is he? Fourth grade? Fifth grade? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. We're watching a live action cartoon. Because Basically. he kills somebody. Boom, next scene. By the way, Psycho's still there. She's following... She's following oh, Laura Wayne. Flynn Boyle. Yeah. Trying to make out. Don't they fall through a window? Okay, Laura Flynn Boyle's character falls through a skylight. Yeah. And doesn't skylight. die. Doesn't die. Cartoon. Yeah, she doesn't die. But, you know, if it wasn't for her character or other people in the film changing their clothing, um, wearing different clothes, I wouldn't know how much time would pass in this film because, like, Wayne and Garth just wear the same thing. You're big on time in films. Well, I need to know. It's a, it, anytime we watch films on these tests, you, you, you love to bring up the fact that you're not sure what time it is. You're like, not sure if a couple of days went by. Dude, they what? had to set up the set. This is a couple of weeks now. Right. Bob Lowe, blah, blah, blah. I want to yeah. get you a show. Setting up the set. But before that, before any of that, they go and do one of their other huge jokes. All these huge Wayne's World jokes happen in the first 15 minutes. The Grey Poupon joke. Oh, yes. Yes. That, that... In the car. Yeah, because this is a pop culture movie. So they yeah. had to bring up like old pop culture things. And the Grey Poupon joke was right in the beginning. First 15 minutes. Everything they, they had did. had to grab before, you. Everything at that first 15 minutes. And that's what happens. So if once you lose your attention span, because that's when ADD was starting to happen, and they were trying to figure out how to give kids Ritalin. They were like, 15 minutes, we got to grab them. Make everything funny in the first 15 minutes. Movie doesn't have to be any good after that. And then we wrap it up with some nostalgia because they finished it with a Scooby-Doo web ending. Okay. So it didn't matter what the middle of this no, movie was. There's no idea. <laughs> Tia Carrera's character doesn't matter. There's no arc. There's no arc. Like, Wayne has no arc. There's nothing. The characters don't learn anything. No. So, question. <laughs> has Rob Lowe met Cassandra? What, her name is Cassandra. Cassandra, yeah. Tia Carrera's character's name Cassandra. Has Rob Lowe met Cassandra yet? 
I have all my notes here. I do not think so. No, because the story is that Rob Lowe still, did he meet Wayne's world yet? Wayne, I mean, no. No, he meets Wayne and Garth like after the Grey Poupon stuff. And after the club? After what? The club? Yeah, because like after that, like Wayne talks to Cassandra, remember? He's able to speak Cantonese, like, yes. out of nowhere. He um, just so happens to speak Cantonese. Yeah, we have no, I have no idea of anything about this character. He's just like... Guy still lives with his parents. Yeah. We're not sure how old he is. No. Has he, a public access TV show. Yes. Speaks Cantonese. Right, yeah. Cool. Friend murdered somebody. Friend murdered someone. Has a yeah. contraption in his car <laughs> in which to murder people. Yeah, that's what I mean. He drops Wayne off at night and he goes out to kill people. And they both hang out underneath airplanes. Yeah. Sucking in fumes. Yeah. Got it. This is a crazy world. I mean, <laughs> so, okay. So he, I don't think Rob Lowe has seen Cassandra yet. All we know is like Wayne has fallen in love with her basically. And then after that, that's when Rob Lowe somehow gets in touch with them and they, they meet, right? I really don't remember how, but the scene where they're in that bar and he's, he's tricking them into signing over their, you know, their intellectual property or whatever um, and everything. And they sign that contract. That's funny. That's a funny scene because of the drinks are huge that they order. I mean, everything is crazy there. Yeah. So they're over 21. Yeah. They're over 21 because they can drink. We just got that answer. Yeah. But- yeah. Because Garth is trying to drink that like blue tequila thing. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. The whole joke is that they're at a bar that's like all the drinks are like you're in Vegas. Yeah. They're massive. You have that and they sign over and how much money do they sell? Do they sell everything for? $5,000. Five grand. Was that split between the two? No, it's like 10,000. I forget how they did it. Um, but all I know is like 5,000. 5,000. That's it. Huge for a 21 year old. Dude, $5,000. They didn't have cell phones back then. The bills were really low. Yeah, but okay. All right. But think about it. $5,000. That's not like, and I see that in that film and immediately I was like, oh, this is going to be a problem going forward. Wasn't. It wasn't a problem. That wasn't a problem. Them getting shortchanged the five grand wasn't a problem. They did everything they wanted. He bought that guitar, whatever. He pulled out a bunch of money. It was like three grand. Yeah. But they they didn't run into any financial problems. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's because they were they were sponsored by all those those uh it was Reebok crazy like, Pizza that Hut. oh my god it was ridiculous but one thing i did find out and we did so i just you know there was some research on this this is the movie where uh that's what she said was uh originated no what was where was that line it was somewhere in i think the contract part or before that because i think they do meet rob lowe and kurt fuller uh, before that, yeah, before they sign the, the 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 contract, and Kurt Fuller is wearing some insane clothing. I mean, I mean, he is the whole like, time he's wearing insane clothing. He has like a, a track suit on at one point, like neon track suit, which is great. He's wearing some awesome clothing, but yeah, there it is. So part of the origin of that's what she said. Wow, Wayne's that's world. where that came from. Yeah. Wayne's world and yeah. the origin of the word not. After you say something, that, that has to be, do. that has to be, yeah, the origin of that too. 
okay, so it's a, it is a twist of a much older British phrase that tracks back more than a century to some point. The line was, as the actress says, to the bishop in reference to actresses whose company could be purchased after the performances. So there's like a whole history. But when it comes to that's what she said, it, the way it was said is definitely was first um, said in Wayne's World. Yeah, before the office. It comes from that, as the actress said, to the bishop, which is an old phrase from um, some English joke. That's what she said. So Wayne's awesome. World is important. Like, I'm not going to say that Wayne's World as a film and as a sketch and everything isn't imperative to pop culture, to comedy, to the way movies are made. I mean, if you even if you think about like shows that really I don't watch that much anymore, but even when you think of shows like like Family Guy and stuff like that, how like there's no real plot. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Without Wayne's World, that stuff doesn't exist. Yeah. So like Wayne's World is important. As a film, but I, I guess the, I mean, what's the actual plot? So they're supposed to get start this show, yeah, that they got five grand for, yeah, they're so happy about, yeah. Wayne gets his guitar, yeah, Cassandra at the same time all of a sudden is getting a record deal from Rob Lowe because he's just moving on from to his next victim, yeah, <laughs> right. So now we're setting up the scene for finally Wayne's World to air. Yeah, but that's the thing. There are no stakes in this film, bro, because nothing happens. Like, what if Wayne's World didn't happen? Well, they air, and like, what happens is that's when Wayne finds out that he can't really do what he wants because he starts to make fun of the arcade guy. Right, which was funny. Arcade guy, you know, and he's like, as Finkster says, what? Yeah. Which no one falls for that. No, no one no falls, one falls for, that. for that, right? No. But yet he did. This guy is so dumb that he didn't know that, that he was being made fun of, right? So then he gets upset and like Wayne then quickly finds out that he has no say over any jokes or anything. Yeah. So he gets upset. Yeah. But meanwhile, Robbo's already gotten. He's like, he's not even there. He's at Cassandra's No, he's record. there. Oh, no way. Is he there? At the... No, he's there at that moment when they're doing that. Oh, he was. Right. Okay. He leaves later. Like, remember when he sends Wayne and Garth to go see Alice Cooper? Yes, that's, that's he how he distracts them because he's trying now to get with Cassandra. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm going to sign your record deal. Put yeah. you in like a costume with holding snakes. And... <laughs> and he learned Cantonese in two days. Like, everyone just can pick up Cantonese in no, no, in no time. Why we're living in a dream world. We're living in someone's head because... Yeah, everyone speaks Cantonese. Come on, I mean, I have, to, I have a note here just saying thank you, Laura Flynn Boyle, because to me, her part was imperative. Imperative. She was funny. <laughs> she, at least, like, you see things happening. Um, like, she gets hurt. She wears a neck brace. At least you know that, like, okay, people can get hurt. Question. Another random scene. They're playing hockey. And the car comes, and they go, game on, yeah. now. So that was before Mallrats? I mean, before um, Clerks. Clerks? What year did Clerks come out? Because this was 1992, right? I think Clerks was after that. Clerks came out in 1994. So game on, like, game on, game on. Another quote, if you will coming from Wayne's world. Well, yeah, the whole hockey scene, the rooftop hockey scene in uh, Clerks and their obsession with having to play hockey 
basically does come from Wayne's world and their obsession of playing hockey and they're not even playing on skates. Like, you know, but I mean like, yeah, that whole thing about playing hockey, like in, in clerks. Like this is a, just a was. scene of them playing hockey. That scene means nothing. That, and they're the, just like, they're going back and forth talking about like girls or whatever. Yeah. The like only the same, reason, like they're just, they're just friends that are just doing whatever. And they both suck at hockey. The worst, the worst. And, and why the do only, they have more people playing? Dude, this is the thing. They have friends, but are they real people? I have no idea. Well, one of them is a drug addict who needs help. <laughs> but where are their parents? I don't know. Damn, I don't know. But how are they not having like a team play? Like I didn't play with just two. Well, I guess I played with two people at some points. But like that's you choose to play this hockey game. Okay, so this is my question now. The, we've the whole come joke is point. like game on. Yeah. Game on. We've come to this point now. That this is a really serious question. Do we <laughs> are they 45 years old? Because like because only two men who are in their 40s or mid to late 30s who are so arrested to that like like have are some sense of arrested development, right? Are maybe playing hockey together, right? Would they have no other friends because their other friends are like guys, get your fucking shit together and get a move out of your parents' house. Like everyone else is like off having their lives. Especially and back then. Yeah. You were out of the house by then. Now it's different. It's more yeah, expensive. 1992? I mean, yeah. unless they killed their parents and, and they have these houses. Living in squalor. They have to be. In, 90, in 1990s, they didn't have parents. Parents didn't exist. No. No, these guys, they have to be mid-30s, mid to late-30s. 30s. Yeah, it would be like me and you going, all right, let's just start playing hockey together. And who, who are we going to call to play with us? Like, if I still Ooh. lived in New York, and I was like, all right, let's call up a few people to play hockey. Who's coming? Like right now? No yeah. one's coming. People are like, dude, I fucking have shit to do. Yeah, we're like, all right. And then we're going to put our jerseys on and start playing hockey like with a ho like in the middle of the street. If someone's driving down the road and they see two grown men playing hockey in the middle of the road, <laughs> they're like, there's a problem. Game on. Like, game on. They're going to be like, yeah, game on. We're going to call 911 now. Like, yes. You can't have two grown men playing hockey in the middle of the suburbs. No. But by themselves. There should be more people. By themselves. They're not they, training. He's no. not going to be professional. How they don't have a bunch of people. We used to play with a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. just show up. When you are kids, they're older men. 30? <laughs> are they 30 now? They have to be somewhere in their 30s. I believe they have to be somewhere in their 30s. Okay. Late 20s? I'll give them late 20s. Late 20s. Like right. the guys, how old? Well, see, but the guys in Clerks were able to get people together to play with them. Yeah. But they couldn't get anyone. And they have friends. Those guys that are, you know, working the cameras, they don't look like they have, like, I don't know, day jobs. Like, that what else are they going to do? Those guys aren't lawyers or, like, doctors or even anything. They're, Maybe they, they didn't like playing hockey. Maybe the hockey was, like, a tribute to Mike Myers' Canadianism. Well, see, that's what that Canadianism, that's what I think. That's <laughs> what, When I saw the hockey, I was like, this is just Mike Myers wanting to put hockey in there. I mean, No, that's all that was. Because, I mean, think that's about That's all that was. Yeah, and the Love Guru is a it's a movie based around hockey. He he yeah. has to shove Canada in our face. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And the only reason Wayne. you have that scene is Laura Flynn Boyle, so she can go, "Hey Wayne," and then flip over her car. Yes. 
That's yes. another iconic scene. Thankfully, they and saved that. And she's riding a bike. Yeah. Yeah, why doesn't she have a car? She's 18. She's still in high school. Why is she obsessed with Wayne? I have no idea. He didn't even have a band. He talks about bands. He, he didn't have a band. He, he had a public had access show. A public access show. He lives at home, and that's it. And he got $5,000, and it was like the biggest thing for him. He bought a guitar, which I don't know if he really knows how to play. And then he just, you know, that's it. No, because we only hear him play like a riff, right? Yeah, and from he stairway doesn't even to get to finish it because yeah. there's no stairway. But yet Garth gets to like do a whole drum solo. Yeah, yeah. He really played those drums. Dana Carver really did that. Oh, really? Yeah, he really played that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. See, I mean, there are cool so, things in the song. So and there's nothing, there's another scene uh, when they get distracted and they have to go, they see Alice Cooper. <laughs> and they say, we're not worthy twice, right? They do first to like, Aerosmith, yeah, cameo. Aerosmith. Wait, where was the Aerosmith cameo? Oh wait, I'm sorry, I just messed up the movies. Is uh, that Wayne's I'm World on Wayne's World Two. Was in Aerosmith. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter. The two worlds together. You have no idea. <laughs> you know when they talk to Socrates? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. So like, all right. So you notice no one wears a seatbelt in this film? No, I didn't notice that. No one wears a seatbelt when they're in the car. Perfect. <laughs> it's the 90s, man. Accidents didn't happen. All right, so they get distracted. Cassandra is shooting a film or something. No. No. It's not even happening yet. No, see, I, exactly. That's not happening yet at all. They, they, she, he comes back or she's living. I don't know what she's doing. Doesn't she have a meeting with him in the apartment and Wayne and Garth? Yeah, go to the apartment and Garth now go- talks to the camera. Yeah, Wayne was Garth, like, yeah. ribbed for her pleasure. Like was like creepily going through this guy's apartment. Yeah, and he said that was gross. Like he was like ribbed for her pleasure. Ew. I was like, what? Like yeah. what is a joke there? <laughs> He's a psychopath. He is he's a psycho. psycho. Remember, he stabbed that thing, or he did that uh, on set where like he like yeah, he bashed like that change. thing. Yeah, he bashed that thing on the table or something. He's like, and eh, like change. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. I was like, there's something wrong with this guy. When apparently, was just- Garth was based on Dana Carvey's brother, which who was, freaks a, me was out. apparently a genius. Oh, really? Yeah. He carries around a killing machine in his car. Yeah, carries around a killing machine in his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going. So Garth goes through this whole thing. His own monologue or, you know, fourth wall breakdown of yeah. like how this guy is taking Cassandra. Yeah. And Wayne doesn't even see it. Right. If you're his best friend, why aren't you telling him that? That's what I want to know. These two guys, they don't talk to each other or they, they just play hockey together. They pick up their drunk friend, their drug addict friend on the bench. They go to that coffee shop. He stalks that blonde woman who apparently later on you find out she actually works there i didn't even know that she worked there i thought she was just a person there but she works there doing what she sits down most of the time she's a waitress she was behind the counter at one point oh all right (laughs) and why does wayne have like all the power of attorney here like garth has nothing to say nothing nothing to say wayne just takes over Hmm. 
this is why there's, there's got to be something wrong with Garth. And I think Wayne just takes advantage of that. And he basically just tells him, I'm just doing this or whatever. But yeah, he does that. He, he doesn't tell him that Rob Lowe is trying to steal his girlfriend at all. He just goes, doesn't say it. No. Oh, we're going to see Alice Cooper. Cool. Let's go. Like, yeah, dude, tell your bro- your your buddy there. It's like we don't have to go see Alice Cooper. We could stay here. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, but they, you know, and then they go see Alice Cooper. Chris Farley shows up yes. out of nowhere. Yes, Thank every girl's isn't God. it? Like every guy's girlfriend is back there. Yeah, yes. and then he they go. Oh, who was who's limos at? And he tells them, oh, the guy from like Sony or whatever. And I'm like, he just set up the ending. Yeah. I was literally like, that's but it. They, but they make fun of that. Like, they say, they're like, well, that was very specific, you know, because he was like, he's going to yeah. be on the, the, the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he knew a lot of specific, some weird thing like that. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. It was like someone was behind me while I was watching this going like, huh? Huh? Do you get that? Huh? Huh? <laughs> 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 but that huh? was, what's, I guess that was so stupid about the movie. It's just that it's making fun of itself in a way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it's a comedy that's making fun of a comedy inside someone's head, which is also a cartoon. <laughs> it's also American Psycho, which is also Brian Flanagan. Yeah, but I got it. I didn't need them to one. do it all the time. I didn't need them to go, eh, got it? You got it? You got it? Like, yeah, dude, I got it. Shut up. Like, it's like someone who just narrates everything all the time. Like, hey, 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 you see that shit? You, see, you, you remember what just happened? Watch this. Watch this. Yeah. What, what, right there. Right oh, there. You saw that saw that thing turn blue? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, Not see, to ruin anything, but just let me know. Go. I'm going to tell you. It's now, like, oh. do you see that she's wearing blue? Oh, <laughs> so that something's going to happen. They're wearing the same blue. Yeah. Oh, whoa. You see that in the background? That guy right there? Yeah, he's yeah. a bad guy. He's you see in. they it's showed like, you the thing. clock? They showed you the clock in the scene? <laughs> something's going to happen at 8.15. <laughs> <laughs> eh? Eh? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just write a movie with stakes. It didn't matter. Like they got everything they wanted. It, it didn't matter if the entire town exploded. It would have been like them two driving to a dystopic landscape, being like, "Hey, so where are we going now?" Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't matter because you could just change change the ending. Apparently, apparently. But can I just say there was like one weird thing that not just one weird thing about where Cassandra was living, but. She had a clarinet on the nightstand out of nowhere. It was just like out, out of everything that was there, she had this weird, just a clarinet sitting there. Why? Clarinet? They wanted to show that she was mu- musically inclined, and she would, also was trained in classical. I would have loved if she took that clarinet and started playing it, because it would have been way better than watching Mike Myers walk around in his underwear. Camera one, camera two. Sure. Camera one, camera two. Camera one, camera two. I How? still do that. See, you I'm do that shit. You, I do. I joke around with Kristen all the time about that. Go camera one, camera two, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I don't think she likes Wayne's World. <laughs> Dude, that scene. The whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Why does this woman like this weirdo? Like, what is going on here? Like, how has she let him in her warehouse?" I don't know. Literally. I don't know. I like her bed, though. I like. I mean, there's drapes. It looks like she lives in a yurt. Yeah, there's it's drapes. Like, I, I'm telling you, she lives in a music video. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, she definitely. You're right. She lives in a white snake video. Totally does. Talking about music, there's a lot of there's a lot of singing in this song in this in this movie. 
like there is. full songs. I mean, the thing is like four. The, the movie is about music, about dudes who like music, right? Right. They're supposed to be like rockers, cool guys that love music. Yeah, Are they supposed a- to be cool? Are they supposed to be cool? <laughs> Oh, you backtracked. You're like, this was supposed to be about cool guys who like music. Wait, are they supposed to be cool? No, I like, don't know. Are they know. supposed to be like, I think they're supposed to be cool. I guess they're supposed to be cool, but like, I wouldn't think that they were cool. To me, they're like Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead aren't cool. They're just like two They are in their loners. own world. Yeah. Well, they're in their own world. I feel like they're just two people that other people just tolerate in some way because they can't get rid of them and they're Wait? not going away. The whole town helps them, Dan. Dude, look at that town. What do you mean the whole town? There's like a group of dudes help them. The people Ed O'Neill, the donut shop. The Ed O'Neill guy, the guy who gets fired from the public access sh- uh, channel, right? A cop. who The cop was funny, I guess. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, and then, yeah, and then they help them do whatever. But, I mean, it didn't matter what they did because, like, they could just change the ending. Wasn't the cop from... Uh, Terminator 2, didn't he pull over yes. in, in this movie? He was. I wrote that down. He was definitely um, yeah, he was from Terminator 2. This movie had such random cameos. Yeah, that was so weird. What, does that mean Terminator 2 came out after Wayne's World? Before Wayne's World? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, which is crazy. I didn't think that. I didn't realize that that's how old Terminator 2 was. Oh, I thought it was. I can't be wait to test Arnold Schwarzenegger movies because Woo! Let me tell you, those shits are hilarious. Oh, dude, my brain hurts. My brain hurts. We haven't even gotten through this. I, I don't. This movie, this podcast is all over the place because this movie is all over the place. Yeah, it really. Basically, if we they just talk about the ending. Okay, let's let's kind of like basically it just goes to a point where Wayne realizes that he got into a bad contract. Garth just follows Wayne, so it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Like. The story about Garth doesn't matter. I mean, he's just a psychopath that's living with Wayne. But like, <laughs> is he know, living with Wayne, or does he live with a by? No. Nah. Where does he live? They don't ever say. But he has a car. Wayne doesn't have a car. Garth has a car. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we think Wayne is the smarter guy. He's not. He's not. He's not. Are we the playing in front of Wayne's house when we're playing hockey? Or are we playing in front of Garth's house? Wayne's house. I think we're playing, playing, playing in front of Wayne's house. And why is the trailer there still? Who moves the trailer? Parents don't care about that trailer being there with the satellite dish? Yeah, I don't know. If you're not making that much money, that trailer's moving. That satellite dish is moving. And all that the camera doesn't equipment. Make money. Dan, it's a lot. What does the parents do? Nobody ever cares about what the parents do in these movies. No. Kevin McAllister's dad, nobody fucking knows what that guy did for a living. No, Worked for the CIA, he? maybe. I don't he know. had to have. I mean, he has made a lot of money to get like have like twelve hundred people go on vacation with them. Not that great of a person though, because he forgets his kid. Okay. <laughs> Nobody likes kids in the nineties because they're either not there or they forget them or they make them parent trap. No, nineties yeah. parents are terrible parents. Yeah, it was Name parents versus good. kids. Yes, but yes. in this movie, you have two grown men acting like children with no parents. They're on vacation. For how long? Well, in your eyes, not that long because they're wearing <laughs> the same clothes. I think maybe you're, we have like a, a retired parent situation. They just paid the mortgage on the house and left that shit to these two idiots. 
And we're just yeah, like, if they burn the house down, I don't care. Okay. Got it. That's the only way I can make sense of this. All right. So I don't know what happens. I forget at this point when Wayne realizes that Rob Lowe's character is taking Sandra. Right. Oh, because he loses the contract because oh, he doesn't want right. to like change certain things, whatever. So he loses the contract. Does he have to give the money? Does he have to give the guitar back? I feel I like he would need to. I don't but think no. so. There's no, no consequences. No, yeah, he just bought it. It didn't matter. Yeah. So then Garth comes out with this crazy like spectrum thought process of like bouncing off satellite to this, to the Mr. Big's car. You know, we're going to have Cassandra play yeah. our show. Yeah. And Big is going to just love it so much that he's going to come and play. Yeah. Wayne runs to the, sh- the, to the snake music video, which is right outside of Cassandra's house because they're in the warehouse where music videos are shot. It's- <laughs> right? Yeah, nothing was being exported or imported that day into the warehouse. No. So they're like, let's they, shoot they, another video. They changed it into Waterfall. Yeah, that's where First they did Cassandra's, Cassandra's band hates her. Hate, oh, right? totally. They totally do. Because it's like she made decisions without asking them. Yeah, everyone's making decisions without asking their partners. Everybody. They're just Not nice like, people. We're doing this. No. I mean, Rob Lowe did, did, it, did that to Kurt Fuller. Yeah. Cassandra did that, Cassandra did that to uh, her band. Wayne did that to Garth. But in the end, it all works out. Well, when you could redo the movie three times, yeah. But, like, that's the thing. What The ending is implausible. Like, did they even have the technology to bounce a signal off a satellite into a television they didn't know existed inside a limousine? That Like, how did they even figure that out? Pre-Google Cartoon. Maps. Pre- <laughs> Dude, come on now. Pre-Google Maps? I mean, this is like hackers level, like, computer technology. Computer? They had to use a satellite. I don't know how, man. I don't know how they did it. It didn't make right. any sense. I just don't even know how he got Cassandra back. I mean, he said some bullshit line and then he got her back, I guess. Yeah, and then she gets back while Rob Lowe is driving back and gets pulled over by the cop. It's daytime, isn't it? Or is it nighttime? Might so be nighttime. he leaves during the day and then he gets pulled over at night. Oh, no, wait. Did he get pulled over during the day and show up at Wayne's at night? Again, Where did they none of this matters. To? Where were they? I don't know where they were, but they finally got there. She got her whole band to leave. Like, she's like, Campbell, wait. Because she realizes that Rob just wants to, you know, get it in. But, like, because he has ribbed for her pleasure. But, like, all of a sudden she leaves. How's the band coming with her? And she's got her, like, zipper dress on. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? Where's that dress? Cramming that basement. TV cameras. There's no way everybody's in that basement. First of all, it looked like the ending of Saturday Night Live. And they're right. all in this, this grandma's basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what song? And she sang like a cover song at the <laughs> end. Oh, Ballroom Blitz or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> another flawless, another flawless uh, cover by Manny Clello. <laughs> that is the box, the ballroom blitz, ballroom blitz, ballroom blitz. 
<laughs> that tree is far away. <laughs> oh my god. Ballroom, but it's first of all, big up to the limo driver, stunt driver. Oh. Because he makes a U-turn <laughs> on a highway <laughs> that even surpasses Die Hard's limo driver. Dude. Die Hard Dude. I'm so glad you brought that up because it also reminded me of like the crazy chase scene in the middle or the beginning or middle of Cobra when yes. Stallone has that like car to, I don't know what kind of car it is, where he just like <laughs> he stops it in the middle of the parkway, does a 180 and then throws it in reverse and puts a submachine gun out the window and starts firing it going backwards and then after he blows that car up, does another 180 and goes forward. Like yes. I was like, man, like how did they even come up? They didn't even have to CGI that. Like that was no. CGI. A know? stunt driver did that. That and the, was the, unbelievable. The, the stunt driving that happened in just that part of Wayne's they must have paid a lot of money just for that shot. That was I crazy. Hope so. That was an unbelievable turn. I mean, I, I was like, yeah, there we go. Because there by that go. time I was just like what is happening? I was just like, this movie has to end at this point. It has to. Dude, end. it was so good that this guy literally made his limo driver do that, that guy. That guy would have tossed things. Would have tossed everywhere. Bakaba, you you've been in a limo before. Yeah, like in those crystal, those crystal oh. fake. Yeah, you know, not vodka, but vodka. Like everything's all over the place. I don't care that they're on the cup holders. That ain't holding it. That no. guy, Mister Big Cigar, gone, destroyed. Gone. God. Maybe even started a fire because ashes oh, are yeah. everywhere. Th that guy okay. would have died. He would have broke his he, neck in there. He would have hit his head against the TV, a tube TV. That thing would have been flung. Nothing would have stand stood that turn. No, no. That limo. The G forces of that turn. No, would have been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And then he shows up. That's the other thing. Like, you're and turning he's... on the parkway because it is cover of Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom, but it's. <laughs> That's it's like, oh my god, you hear this cover of Ballroom Blitz? Do a U turn. <laughs> I don't care about anyone's life or mine. Do a U turn in the middle of the parkway. It's like, <laughs> Let's go back to this one the point. Um, Wayne still doesn't have a TV show, <laughs> he's just helping Cassandra. This movie is just based on a guy. It based on this. Ready? Swing. That's all this is. This movie is swing, a swing, swing. It's uh, based on a dude who wants to get with a girl and yeah. he gets her to get a contract and yeah. he and he leaves his friend doesn't care about this five he got five grand to shoot one show and he's back doing cable access. There was no Wayne's world that happened. It's Cassandra's world. I mean, first of all, you're absolutely right. And secondly, he couldn't just suck it up and do like one commercial with this arcade guy like a month or a week and then do whatever else you want. Like, I know we talked about selling out. Like, we did that. We talked a little bit about that in the Blink-182 episode. But like, they all they were asked was to do one thing. One thing. And he's yeah. like, nah. Nah, bro. What do you have to lose? You have, like, what are you doing other than that? Playing two-person hockey. And like going to this, <laughs> going to a donut shop where Garth like pretends that he's like, you know, doing that foxy lady dance, which, you know, back when I watched that as a kid foxy was kind of cool. Now I watched that, I was like, this is creepy. This is creepy. 
Like, stop moving like that. Stop doing all of that. This woman is just like probably scared out of her mind. It's not like she has ever has lines in this film. No. No. He's no, just this movie. There. It's Cassandra's world. Wayne is doing everything he can to get some swing, and nothing yeah. happens after that. They don't have a show. No. No, this movie was basically the plot of American Pie. It's like, all right, we all got to get laid before the end of senior year. Yes. That's all this was. Like, was Wayne trying to get with San Cassandra the entire time? Mm -hmm. You're right. You're absolutely right. It didn't matter if he ruined his show. It didn't matter if he ruined his friendship. And his friend didn't want to tell him anything. So, like, you know, it just was about two dudes trying to get with girls and the ancillary story of them having some sort of public access show and some stalker, you know, Wayne stalker and all these other characters. And then that's and basically at the end, it's like, let's get Cassandra signed. Because that's going to get me to get her to love me. Yeah. And that was it. So it wasn't really about Wayne's world. Well, it's Wayne's world because it's, it's he's his selfish world. and it's his world. So we get an ending. I don't even remember how it ended. Like he uh, shakes her hand. Oh, I really like your stuff. So this so, dude just walks into somebody's house. Parents don't stop this guy. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, did he knock on the door? Like, you know. Guy looks like guy looks like the guy from Fight Club who comes in and he's like, Sal's bar. Right? I forget the guy's the Al's bar or something like that. He's like, I'm Sal, and then he gets his ass kicked by Brad Pitt. That's what this guy <laughs> looks like. Dude, wait, but he is actually someone that like, uh, oh he's my been god, in a couple movies. he's been in some mafia movies. Like, I know he's from like Goodfellas or something like that. I've oh, seen that hair! You, you see that hair everywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! Seriously, silver streaks over there. Oh my god, yeah. So, but, but that's what's funny. You have the one ending where she—it's just like, yeah, you're. Uh, I like you, but. Uh, yeah, you're not ready. End of movie. Okay. And then it's like, well, we don't really like that. Let's uh, let's do it. Well, and then she gets mad at Campbell, right? She like, you ruined me, right? She's mad, but the, the other band members don't give a shit. They're just kind of there. They're just standing there. Again, yeah, they're like two selfish they're, people. And then Wayne goes, oh, let's do the extra happy ending. And then they do it, and what? She gets signed. She gets signed. A couple of things happens. Yeah. Oh, and then like Rob Lowe, like. Talks about how he like learned something or whatever, and then they do the one where Rob Lowe is like the the janitor, the creepy guy. I forget who he is. He plays one of the older guys because they do the Scooby Doo ending. Oh yeah, they rip up his rip yeah. up his his mask. But we so. did forget that Kurt Fuller becomes like a good guy. He does. That's how they get the TV. That's how they get that shit into the the limo. Yes. Right? Because they need Kurt Fuller. Because Kurt Fuller is playing security guard at the marketing department. TV no, no. Was he? Oh, no. He was the Kurt Fuller's the guy working with Rob Lowe. Yeah, but he played, he was like for some reason at the place because yeah. they were going to get the TV stuff and yeah. he, he stopped them and they're like, yeah. basically, we'll give you pizza. <laughs> God, bro. I don't know. I don't really know what we talked about. No, I don't know either. The only thing I'm sure of is that Rob Lowe is Patrick Bateman. That's my takeaway from this. Rob Lowe is Patrick Bateman, and we're in Patrick Bateman's dream right before he's about to yeah. chainsaw a woman's head off. Remember, he used to like um, talk to himself in that movie. 
Yeah. Well, he talked to himself the whole time, but like he he would black out when yeah. he didn't know who was what. Yeah. This is one of his blackouts. <laughs> this is one of his blackouts. <laughs> oh, Manny. Well, here we are. I We're guarantee at- you we can start that conspiracy. Listeners, I want everyone to start a campaign that like Wayne's World is a blackout scene from American Psycho. This is Patrick yeah. Bateman's blackout dream uh, when he is Rob Lowe inside of uh, inside this. Because I still don't understand how Rob Lowe, if he was a marketing executive, how he had the power to sign people to things. I don't know what he was signing them to. Nope. <laughs> this movie was shot in 34 days. 34 days. It shows. Okay, dude. But made $100 million, over $100 million. $183 million. How? Yeah. I just want you to know that Wayne's World 2 came out like a year after, maybe not even. Budget, $40 million. Box office, $48.2 million. Wow, I'm not that good at all. In one year. In not even a year. I think this one, Wayne's World 1 came out February 14th, 1992. Wayne's World 2 came out December 10th, 1993. Wow. And it made like not even half of what it made. Dana Carvey played Garth as like a favor on the sketch in Saturday Night Live. Didn't know that this was going to go where it was. And everybody got very like into their property of those characters. Yeah. And then I think Mike Myers, even at like a reunion, realized that he like, he owes a couple people apologies and basically apologized to the director and said it wouldn't have been as funny without the director. Well, yeah, he had such problems with the director that he blocked the director from doing the second film. Yeah. Which is crazy because the director probably took whatever craziness this, this script was and patched it together. I mean, I can't even imagine editing this film. I mean, and well, then, good luck editing this podcast. I'm not going to edit it. It's going to be one try. It's over. Like I'm playing it exactly. This is, this is a Mitch Hedberg <laughs> first, first, First uh, cut. Oh my God! CD well, jokes, Manny. CD jokes. It's what do you a think? Public access podcast called yeah. the Nostalgia <laughs> Test. We're at the most important part. Oh, the part that everybody should just fast forward to. No. Um, <laughs> if you're just tuning say. in, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I don't know. Uh, I don't I know. Mean, I don't know how to. Say, I don't know what to say about it. I I want to say I like. Well, you know. I liked it before we started talking about it. Um, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes when we talk about stuff, I'm, I go through it and I'm like, oh, you know, I actually didn't like it. And now I do. Um, yeah. I, I think I'm kind of, whew, I think, I mean, it has a lot in it that made it to pop culture and things that I'm still saying. The, the one thing about Wayne's World that after we talked about it, for me, the watching experience was rough. See, I felt that way about Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. But then I got, then after talking about it, I was like, it actually was a pretty good movie. I definitely have more of a plot than this fucking movie. (laughs) Well, yeah, there were stakes involved with Bill and Ted, like drastic. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch a fun movie. Wayne's World. But you can't, Wayne's World. It was fun. Yeah, I think it it was was funny. funny. It was stupid funny. It did make fun of itself. It didn't take itself seriously at all. Um, No. You don't have to watch any of it. You could just turn it on and be like, oh, there's a joke. Oh, there's a joke. Oh, there's a joke. Within 15 minutes, you'll have a joke. Yeah, you don't have to watch this from the beginning. No. 
but no reason. I will say that watching the first 15 minutes is enough. Yeah, that's where all the iconic jokes are, pretty much. I think there's one more after that somewhere. But, I mean, and there's a lot of stuff we didn't get to. I mean, there's jokes and stupid nonsense all over the place. I think watching it was rough. I just had a hard time. But I think talking about it is fun because it's so stupid. And yes. I, I would say it's probably a fun movie to watch when you're not trying, not like never thinking this is serious. Like there's nothing to take serious in this film. There's no plot. There's nothing. And I think knowing that allows you to have fun watching it. But for me, it does not pass the nostalgia test. Nostalgia test. This movie Ooh. remains a nostalgic film. I don't know if I want to, I don't know. It, I guess I feel bad saying that because it's like this iconic film. And people are probably going to kill me for not saying that it passed the nostalgia test. But this is personally for me, like, I just don't think it gets out of the 90s. I think there's so many things that have come out of that film. But I think it's... Would you watch it again? I think I would watch it again just to kind of make fun of it as a joke. If, like, you know, a bunch of people got together to go, hey, let's watch Wayne's World and make this game if you know like a drinking game to it or something stupid like that like but i'm not going to earnestly go i need to watch this like the other day i watched back to the future because i love that film and i would watch that over and over again but i don't think i would necessarily watch wayne's world over and over and i think it's only because the nostalgia of it is so strong for me that it's only there in that moment in the 90s for like it's a 90s film that i would just go yeah but it's not a 90s film that leaves nostalgia that leaves that nostalgic space. I think I agree. I agree that it's nostalgic and it, it will just be that. Again, if it's on because, hey, let's all watch this and just laugh and remember how stupid it was together. I'm not watching this again. Like I said, I could say other one, other buddy movies that passes the test that are still funny now, even more than nostalgic, just like some other movies that we've, we've said in, in other episodes. Yeah, this is just kind of there it was stupid it was fun it doesn't make any sense whatsoever other than just being a bunch of jokes ballroom blitz kind of shit (laughs) oh my god well everybody that's the end of this this episode of the nostalgia test hope you enjoyed our random (laughs) our random uh walk through wayne's world but I do feel like this episode definitely mirrors what Wayne's World is. It's like a bunch of random jokes that could have happened at any time. It just needs to happen. And uh, that's exactly uh, what Wayne's World is. But it is also definitely an important, iconic 90s film. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts and let us know what you think. And Manny, do you have any final words for our listeners? Party on, Dan. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter at Nostalgia Test and on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test. <laughs>